Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Monday, October 2nd, 2023. I'm Gordon, here with Olivia, back in the studio. We thought running was over, but they just decided to keep it going. You know, (laughs) we did a whole podcast about Track is Done, Prefontaine Classic. Boom, Siren Out, over, over, over. But they just keep coming back for more. They give us some more. They can't get away. They can't get away. But what they're doing is, in order to find a way to run without us knowing... They do it on different surfaces. So they do it on road. <laughs> they do it on grass. That's how they keep the season going. It's like, hey, we told them we wouldn't run on the track anymore until 2024. But now we have to go elsewhere. And so they're going to the roads, the grass. What else? What other surfaces would you want to watch a, a race? We have track surfaces, right? We have road races. Obviously, we have cross country and grass. Trail. trail. What's another surface we could get? Ice. Would that be, that would be interesting. Yeah. An ice race? Ice race. You just have cleats on? I'm sure they have that. Cleats or spikes? Is it ice races? Ice racing. Googling ice. There's ice racing for cars. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Is there really? All right. Ice running. Polar circle marathon. So there are people who are doing some marathons on ice. That's ridiculous. But they're on, like, snow. I'm seeing some photos of people. Ice and snow are two different things. Yeah. I, they're both water, though, right? Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> ice racing, there's got to be something else. There's got to be another, like. What other surfaces would there be? Trail, road, track. Carpet? Oh, my gosh. No. You ever play basketball on carpet? No. Fun. Just don't follow you, rugby. All right, yeah. let's talk about podcast track. Let's get into it. Oh, look at this. Fastest half marathon barefoot on ice or snow was broken in 2021. No. A Quebec resident runs the fastest half marathon barefoot on ice or snow. Why? Why? He ran, Would you do that? He ran 144. Would you do that? No. I wouldn't do it for... A meter. <laughs> but then it was broken again by a guy in Spain who ran 136. So apparently there's other surfaces that we can run. Yes. Long distances on. But the surfaces we're going to talk about today are the road and the grass. And we'll throw in a little sprint news for the sprint fans out there. Uh, let's talk a little bit about these first ever World Athletics Road Running Championships. Before that, though, we got to thank our sponsors. Yes, our wonderful sponsors, wonderful pistachios. Want to make sure you guys get a real protein punch. 
crack into a good source of protein with some tasty, healthy, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving of wonderful pistachios contains six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It's one of the highest protein that's out there, but that's not all. Pistachios are also known for their fiber and better for you, unsaturated fats, which means keeping you feeling fuller longer. And that's not the best part about it. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors, sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family, with your friends as you're sitting on the couch, watching some football, watching some track races, cross country, all the things. So while you're busy and out on the go, make sure you grab a bag of wonderful pistachios. This will become your now go-to snack. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about these wonderful green wonders and how they can power up your day. Let's get into it. First ever, World Athletics Running Road, wait, Road Running Championships? Yes. Long name. It is. There used to be a half marathon championship. And then they're like, let's make this more fun. Let's throw in a 5K road, a mile road, which I like. You get more bang for your buck. You get six races instead of two races run simultaneously. Um, get to see two women's, a men's and women's mile, men's and women's 5K, and a men's and women's half. Let's start, though, with the shorter distance. Yeah. Let's start with the mile. Let's start with our boy, Hobbs Kessler, who... If he never went pro, he would still be on the NAU cross country, which is wild. Yes. So I'm sure Mike Smith is watching the athlete he signed go out there, win a world title and break a world record and be like, man, I could really use me in my top seven <laughs> to try to beat Oklahoma State. Yeah. You know, but that's what happens when you sign really good athletes. If they get too good, too fast, they go pro. Yeah. Um, Hobbs Kessler's had like a... I wouldn't say a – we have to remember, he's young. Yeah. I think there was a lot of – I think there's a lot of unexpect, unrealistic expectations on high school kids or freshmen who go pro in the mid-distance on the men's side, and they expect them, hey, you need to be breaking records. You need to be making teams instantly. And Hobbs, I think, can still do that. He just needs a couple years of getting his feet wet, making some – finals at the U.S. level and fighting for teams. It's hard to make a team. He has yeah. yet to make a world championship team, but when he gets the opportunity to go to Latvia to run for the USA, to be in a, a race he's good at, the mile, yeah. maybe he could get a medal, mm -hmm. a world championship medal, and let alone he gets gold. He gets the win, breaks the world record, which is a fake world record, but still has the world record. He's now world champion. Hobbs Kessler, world champion. Now, I don't think many people would know the names of the people he beat outside of maybe Sam Prakel, maybe a few others. But a win's a win. Yes. What are your thoughts on Kessler's kind of surprise win here? Winning in 356. Yep. It was, I thought, a great race. And I know... As you mentioned, world record, and I thought what was really interesting, too, was just how it kind of came about. You mentioned Sam Prackle, and he, I personally feel like, has been probably the one that had the most, maybe, experience yeah. going into this race, finished his third. Um, but here you have Hobbs Kessler doing Hobbs Kessler things. And I just want to kind of touch on what you mentioned with, like, when you come, and even we, I saw it at the high school level. Like, this guy broke national high school records and then here he goes you know and goes you know professional 
it's hard to go from racing yourself into shape, going to these different meets, competing, you're, you're getting this great competition to then all of a sudden now focusing more on training to then put out good times. And so it is tough moving from that high school slash collegiate realm of things to then running professionally where you're not training as much. So there are a lot of people that can say, hey, this guy's fast coming out of the gates. He should be doing all these things. But as you mentioned, it takes time to develop and it takes time to just get used to the different training. Um, but what I thought was also interesting was he got 10000 for winning, 50000 for breaking the world record. So he got a total of $60,000 for that race. He just bought a house just about two weeks ago. So he's looking to use that money to furnish the house. So that's great. What do you think his first furniture item he's going to get? I would get a sectional. Sectional? Yeah, like a massive sectional for my living room. I would get the couch that um, Devontae Smith has. I'm not sure. I'm trying to, I'll put it, uh, if uh, our producer Googles Devontae Smith couch, you'll, you'll see you'll see an image of it. Let's Google that. And just look at this. Just bring that up. First image that pops up, Devontae Smith couch. Where we got? You do a Google image search. There it is. Top left. That's what he needs. That's that's going to be Hobbs Kessler. All, wow, that is massive. All October. and uh, That's massive. In November, just what do you chilling call on the couch. I don't even know. That's more than a sectional. That's yes. the whole. That's all of it. That's just the section. That's what's the that's, ottoman. That's, that's the complete. That's the complete. <laughs> it's not the sectional. It's the complete. I want to do one last little to put a button on what Hobbs Kessler has done. So let's remember yeah. he graduated high school in two, 2021. Mm-hmm. He's only 20 years old. Yes. And so now that we have, this was his. I guess technically his second pro season. Yes. Uh, but coming out of 2021, he had a PB. He ran 334. And then 2022, he runs 336. 2023, he's run 332. So he's found a way to already knock two seconds off his 1500 PB. Yeah. His 800 PB went from 149 down to 145. So we are seeing improvement. Yes over these first two years as a pro. And now that he is getting his feet wet in these tactical races, winning a race, albeit not against the best competition, but it's still an international competition. He's getting the win. He's flying all the way over there. He's going through the whole routine and comes out with a gold medal. Mm -hmm. You have to think that in these next four years, he's going to have at least one year where he pops off and has a successful, makes a team, tries to make a world championship final and see what happens. Yeah. Now, it is hard. Obviously, Yard Nagoose is doing what Nagoose is doing. Yes. It's going to be hard to catch up to that. Cole Hawker isn't going anywhere. There's obviously new people coming in and out yeah. in the 1500, so it's going to be hard. But it's only 20. Yeah. And Very young. The prime of a 1500-meter runner is 22 to 26. So he still has two more years before he even is considered like taps into in that. his prime. Yeah, potential. So, yes, he's going to be eyeing 2024, 2025. But I really think Hobbs Kessler is going to be the guy, 27, 28, and 29. Like, 2027, 2028, You know, I have to agree with you there. And we're just seeing the beginning of him. 20 years old. Only 20. Only like, 20. it's kind of scary to think what he's accomplished <coughs> already and what he's doing. 
yeah. and just where he can go from here. So, pretty interesting. Uh, I guess Preko was third. Elson was second for Great Britain. Mm-hmm. No other big names were really in the race. I guess maybe Kyrian Lum, who was fifth for Canada, runs for UW for Washington. Um, let's go to the women's mile. This one. This one was, I think, the one of the headliners here. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The two Ethiopians went one two. We'll tell. We'll tell. I'm really bad with names. Well, Edgy. That's what I was gonna say. And Halu. Mm-hmm. They're for, they're great runners. They're not scrubs. But Faith Kipyegon is the greatest of all time. Of all time. The goat. She should not be losing by three seconds to anybody, let alone getting losing to two people in her marquee race. Now. Clearly, there was a big separation between the top three mm-hmm. and fourth. So it was like a three-woman's race late. And mm-hmm. just Kip Yegan didn't have it in her legs to get across the finish line first. Yeah. But seeing this result, it kind of it puts a little bit of a, a blemish on her season. It's like, you I, think so? I would have rather her not raced. I would rather her just have that perfection. But now you end it with this what? awkward third-place finish. In a, in a mile on the road. Oh, no. Kind of ruins it for me. I don't think it's a blemish. After what she's accomplished this year, three world records? Yeah. Like, there's no... Bl- no. But now, she's not undefeated. That's okay. But she had the ability to be like, I broke all the records, and I went undefeated. Now, she doesn't have the ability to say that. Now, she has to say, broke all the records... And I, I lost the last race. I don't think it's a blemish, though. I think it's a blemish. She's probably exhausted. Like, think about the season that she's had. The other women are exhausted. Everyone's running. Jessica Hall's in this race. She's running all year long. Mm-mm. I think that she should have either tried to... But then I think you would have been mad if she didn't line up. I would have. See? For sure. What, what do you want her to do? I want her to line up <laughs> like, and actually... Do you want her to line up? I want her to line up and run like the freaking world record holder that you are and not lose by three seconds. That's what I want. Well, tell us you put it together on that day. Yeah. No. It is what it is, but it, it doesn't seem right that the greatest of all time can get third in the race. Because this makes, it makes me think this. It makes me think she wasn't trying. She did have a quote. She said, mm-hmm. after an incredible year with three world records, two world titles on the track, I'm proud to finish this season with another world championship medal in my first road race ever. She wrote this on Instagram. Mm-hmm. 2023, you were amazing. And now, holiday and family time. See you all in 2024. She wrote the line, I'm proud to finish this season with another world championship medal. Yes. The first part of that sentence, she said three world records and two world titles, yet she's proud of a road medal? No, she's yes. not proud of this medal. I think she would. I think she is. Anytime you medal at a world championships. That's PR you... talk. That's, oh my God. She's trying to sound right. No. She's, she's like, what the heck? I shouldn't have done this race. I wasn't clearly myself for this race. I wanted to have my Instagram post be after an incredible year with three world records and two world titles on the track. I'm proud to be the GOAT. Um, season's over. But now she says I'm proud for a third place bronze. I would be proud. She's not proud of her bronze. She might be. You're going. Olivia. <laughs> Gordon, she's not, go off. She's not proud of her. 
Ugh. She just broke three world records and, I know. Two gold, and two golds. I know. She's not proud of her bronze. She's not proud of it. I'm trying to put myself in Faith's shoes right now. Yeah. And just knowing all the training, the dedication, the discipline, the hard work, the travel, the different time zones, different elements. Three world records. Yeah, that's what she's proud of. Not this bronze. And then she probably was like, hey, I'm running this road race to just cap off the season. Let's see what we can do. Yeah, which is... And here we go, and we get a bronze. Which means that she didn't really care, because if she cared, she would have won gold. That's what she said. Okay. I think when the greats of all time don't win, it's mean, it's, it's, it's effort-based. It's not talent-based. Potentially. If, if yeah. Mondo goes to, like, some, like road festival pole vault and gets second. Do you think it's because the other guy was better than him or do you think it's because Mondo didn't care because he can literally Maybe Mondo vault. might have had some hiccups that day. See, I think my brain thinks differently. My yeah. brain is like, okay, giving you the benefit of the doubt wasn't your day. Someone else came out ready to pop off. Like, I think, yes, I would be surprised if, like, Mondo got second. Like, I also know he's human and is an athlete, too. Yeah. And things happen. Uh, we'll just cruise over these 5Ks and half marathons. Mm -hmm. uh, Kenya dominated the five total medals. Uh, they swept the podium on both the men's and women's half marathons, took gold and silver in the women's 5K, bronze in the men's 5K, and women's mile. Beatrice Chibet mm -hmm. won the 5K. Cheer, cheer, won the half marathon. I don't really think we need to dive too deep into these races because, you know, this is what my point of this whole thing. This event is cool. I get it. It's I I like it, but I what? also hate it. <laughs> you have a love hate relationship. I like it. Is and it the I hate timing? Because it. it's like what we've been talking about. It's like once worlds happens, it should just be. We should just move on, or I don't know how I can get excited to watch a road 5K mm -hmm. that doesn't have Jakob Ingebrigtsen, that doesn't have <laughs> the best 5K runners in the world on the men's and women's sides. Watching a half marathon that there there are some good like Jeff Chichar is good, but it doesn't have Kipchoge in it. It doesn't have the greats in it. The greats go to the World Majors, and the greats go to the World Athletics Championships. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes in select greats will go to these types of races like Kip Yegon did. But when they're not all there, it's hard for me to, like, give it any real attention. Like, yeah. I, when I watch basketball, I don't really watch preseason. Yeah. I don't watch LeBron playing in the Drew League pick up basketball in the summer. Yeah, I might watch one highlight, but I'm not going to be like, who won the game? Right. Because you're just like... Those athletes care about the NBA season and the NBA championships. Yeah. These athletes care about world major marathons mm -hmm. and the track championship. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to kind of get bought in. I see. I feel like it's just different priorities for different athletes, obviously. Like, I think, and what I mean by that is, like, different athletes, like, we're seeing a lot of people just, like, they're on their break now. Cool. Enjoy yeah. your time off. So this is not something that they're all excited for, you know? This is okay. This is basically the minor leagues. It's a feeder system to get people set up for the one that matters. Like, 
people like Addison Wiley. She went here. She got eighth or ninth in the mile. That's good for her to get her feet wet international competition. Right. Some of these other like Americans who are just like, hey, I get to represent Team USA. Mix it up and see how I do. Right. But it's not the big stage. It's like you know, minor leaguer going through AAA baseball because they want to get to Major League Baseball. That's what these races are to me. It's AAA. We're watching AAA running. We're watching AA and AAA. Mm -hmm. Maybe even some single A. Single A? Maybe even wow. some fall mini rookie camp. Wow. Because I saw some of the people on, this, on the starting line. I'm like, that's a fall rookie camp caliber runner. Again, for some people, it's, you know, for experience. And also, most of these athletes are probably thinking Paris. Like, they're like, okay, what takes more priority? Extending my season all the way through the end of September, early October? Or enjoying my time off right now to prep for Paris? The way I would care about this race is if World Athletics found a way to say that this event is just as valuable as the other one. Right, and I think also a lot of that has to do with timing, like we mentioned. Yeah, like, timing. I feel like after Worlds, people are just like, done. we're done. Now, I wonder what would have like happened. Like, even Prefontaine was a glorified ex exhibition, and it was the Diamond Lake final. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you know, just here to have a good time, spend time with the fans. We're not watching exhibition competition. This right. isn't a pro-am tour. Exactly. This is the so Diamond I, Lake I definitely finals. think timing plays a huge role. Like, I feel like it needs to be moved around a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, my personal cool thought. event. It's coming to the U.S., I believe in 2025, in San Diego, which will be cool two years from now. So uh, we'll probably have more. Af Americans are probably going to be, like, really excited about that one because we get to run on our home soil. So excited for that. All right, let's go to the other type of running, cross-country running. Uh, there really is only one big race that happened this weekend, and it was a Joe Piani Invitational mm -hmm. in Notre Dame. Uh Starting with the women's side, that's the race that people yep. most wanted to see unfold. The we got blue, this, the blue 5K. The blue 5K, yeah. women's blue 5K. NC State got the win without their two best runners, or two of their top three runners. Uh, yeah. Notably, Kaylin Tui did not run. Um, I'm guessing Kaylin Tui didn't run for the same reason some other top people don't run. They're like, hey, she has one goal, one goal in mind is to be the best in November. So she's right. probably going to end up running as few races as possible, which is another story. Maybe I'll get upset about that in another podcast. <laughs> You're not upset now? No, I, I, I'm, I feel like I can't just be negative all podcasts, so I'm going to not talk no, about it. No, no, no. It's okay. No, we, no, no. The no, people no. want to know Gordon Max no, thoughts. No. <laughs> so how are you feeling? If Caitlin Tui doesn't run Nutty Comb, I'll be upset. Okay. So Nutty Comb is yeah. what you're looking for. I'll give her to. to Nutty Comb. Okay. Nico Young didn't run. I get it. It happens. So if Caitlin Tui doesn't run Nutty Comb, I'll be upset. You also have to think about it. Like, I'm pretty sure Caitlin Tui's not just thinking about this collegiate season. She's thinking about making the Olympics. Paris. So, yeah. like, this, for us to She's... ask you to compete all in these cross-country races and then extend that season going into the Olympics, that's a lot to ask. It's tiring. You think Caitlin Tui ran on Friday? You think, she ran, think she, ran do, do, do think she ran more than three miles on Friday? On Friday, yeah. The day probably. of that race. Yeah, probably. So why doesn't she just do those three miles in the race? No. She doesn't need to. She's probably training to But this it. idea that, oh, you can't do it. You're getting me started again. But the idea that not racing keeps you fresher, is, I think, is a 
made-up thing that coaches do. It's oh, a, no, it's a real thing. No. From perspective of someone that's not saying you haven't done it, but, like, who's gone through the collegiate season, it's exhausting. Yeah, running every weekend for, like, eight straight weeks, that's exhausting. Or every other weekend for, like, a whole four-month period. But running one 5K... The, the, the cross-country season is so short. There's like four races, not right. even, sometimes three. Sometimes people only run two races. You can run more than three cross-country races and be fine. It's not Maybe. like they're jogging the first four. Don't, you can't be started together. <laughs> but I, the idea that like if I run a 5K in September, um, my legs are going to be tired in November. It's just not true. It's not. Very true. Because they're running hard workouts. It's yes. not like they're resting for two months. They are working out two to three times a week. Yeah. They're doing hard efforts. Like, did, you, did we... you just want to see her on the course, or what did you What did you she want? Would, I wanted to see her race Doris Lemongol. Because Doris okay. Lemongol, who we'll get to, she's a freshman at Alabama. She has a 1445K PB, mm -hmm. which is insane. And I want to know how good the best collegiate runner in Kelly Tui is compared to this new incoming freshman, Doris Lemingle. We're gonna have to wait till we're nationals. Gonna have to wait, we're gonna have to wait till nationals. I yeah. wanted to see Doris race either Parker Valby or Kaylin Tui to get an idea of like, is it still a Tui Valby show? Or is this Doris Lemingle from Alabama gonna be a game changer to the the back and forth battle between Parker and Kaylin? I wouldn't sleep on Doris. Yeah, but now we have to sleep because Tui didn't show up. We do not have to sleep. We can be woke right now. We can be woke. Doris? Yeah, don't underestimate Doris. But uh, So she goes, Doris, we don't know how much it takes from the. She only won by 10 seconds. But you have to imagine that she's not out there trying to like win by a minute. I'm sure her coach was like, hey, a win's a win. You don't need, Winning by 50 seconds or 10 seconds is going to be no difference. Yeah. I do think she's better than 10 seconds to Kelsey Camille. Um, but Doris, we're just not going to know. I guess we will see her race SECs against Parker Valby. Yes. So we'll have that. So you'll have that to gauge. We'll have that. We'll have that gauge. But then I could see Parker Valby and being strategic and be like, hey, let her go off and win by a minute. Stay back. Your real goal is to win and see the. Anyway, we'll get into that later. But NC State wins. Notre Dame gets two. Alabama three. Mm -hmm. um, NC State still looking good because. If you take off their 4-5 runner, they would have put uh, basically 5 in the top 10. They're looking strong. Right. Notre Dame yes. had a good performance. Um, but it's just a wait and see with NC State to see if uh, Amaris, who apparently is hurt, if she's able to get back healthy by November, and Tui, who would have either won or got second to Doris. Yeah. This race. Um, moving on the men's side, Chandler Gibbons, who low-key... Kind of excited about. He's like that lone wolf. Uh -huh. He runs for Kansas. His second, their teammate, his teammate finished 71st. He won and his teammate finished 71st. So it's just a, a team of one when it comes to Chandler Gibbons. Mm -hmm. But he's pretty damn good. He beat two really good Alabama runners yeah. in Chariot and Kiprop. Gibbons ran a 1330-ish, I believe, 5K last year. He's a sleeper to definitely be in the top 10 individually. Mm -hmm. Um Obviously won't affect any team scores, but uh, I like that he got this win. I can see him going potentially the entire 
So he's not a, I mean, he will have to race Oklahoma State and BYU yeah. at Big 12s. But I can see him mix it up with the big guys and maybe find a way to be top 10 when it all comes down to it. Yeah, he's looking really solid right now. And like you mentioned, had some really great competition from, you know, the Alabama athletes as well in this race. And the fact that, you know, it wasn't like a blowout, but a win is a win. Kind of puts in perspective of what this talented guy has right now. Yeah. Team-wise, there wasn't much. I mean, Notre Dame won. They're good. Florida State, I thought, had a very impressive second-place finish. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's no true, like, changing of the landscape that came from the men's race, I thought. Um, yeah, the Notre Dame, Florida State, and Alabama's, they're not podium teams. They're more on a good day, 7 to 10. On a bad day, 20 to 25 type team so didn't really get much information on the men's side except for Chandler Gibbons a man who uh I'm just excited I'm a big Chandler Gibbons I see that this I, is great I like him maybe I'll rank him way too high to my <laughs> like Chandler Gibbons yeah you can beat Drew Bosley why not um so that was that uh we'll have NCA rankings come out tomorrow check out the website uh there will be some changes after these results. Um, there was a couple other cross-country races that happened, but nothing too notable. Yeah, nothing wild. You said there was some that Paul Short. Yes, Paul Short. Judy Disguy, uh, I believe is how you pronounce her name, a freshman, runs the fastest time in team history for South Carolina with a 1954 for 6K. So that is up on the Flow Track socials, which has been awesome. Yeah, go check that out. There yep. was, Wisconsin ran a, couple, a race. They ran pretty well. But the real meat of the season is in two weeks. Right. Uh, Mid-October, we have Nutty Comb and Pre-Nats. Most teams are going to Nutty Comb. Uh, unfortunately, Oklahoma State is not going to Nutty Comb, which allows us to still think, uh, is a Nutty Comb victor better or worse than Oklahoma State? We'll have to find that out um, in November. But now we can take a pause, pause. from cross-country. Yes. We got two weeks. Now it's over. And then we take a little hibernation, and then we'll come back mid-October <laughs> and readjust all of our rankings there. Yeah. So, that's the pod. That's the pod. You ready to go into some sprint news, though? Oh, we got sprint news. We got sprint news. Hit me. Hit you? Well, you the sprint news. <laughs> I think it's out of the box now. Matthew Bowling decides to go pro. And I think we I've had some conversation with, you know, my fellow... Um, colleagues here and some of us were surprised some of us weren't I was kind of on the I'm not surprised wagon because I feel he had one more year of eligibility left due to COVID um, so he could have stayed one more year but decides to go pro and I think the biggest thing about it is um, one of our colleagues had a chance to talk with him um, last week some of the some of the sponsorships that he's looking to get into is either Nike Adidas Puma New Balance and Brooks running however there's no rush Wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. What are the some ones he's looking to get into? Nike, Adidas, Puma, New Balance, and Brooks Running. So basically any of them? Any of them, yeah. <laughs> no rush I'm in the I'm looking to get into a deal with a shoe sponsor. Yeah. That's basically what he's saying. Yeah. I but like there's how, no rush. But he has a list. There's his, a list. His list is all of them. It's like saying, what schools do you want to go to? Uh, and then you list every Division Everyone? One school that exists. Hey. But that's on his mind right now. So, like, you know, I'm looking to, you know, I want to go to an SEC school. I have a list of, like, the top teams in the SEC I want to go to. And they yeah. list all 16 of them. Yeah. 
no, the only one that's missing order. from there is On. That's the only one we're missing here. On doesn't do sprinter. Do they? No, but he could have been the first. There's probably other ones missing. There's there's probably some international brands out there we don't know about. Yeah, Sacconi? No. Sacconi? Sacconi. Sacconi. Asics? Sacconi. Yeah, how do you think Saucony and Asics feel that they're not on Matthew Bowling's list? I don't know. Of approved. Man. I don't know. I don't even know if they're having conversation, but. Do you think Bowling thought this list up, or do you think he just randomly said the shoes that are in his closet? Like, oh, yeah, Nike, okay, Adidas, yeah, Puma. Yeah. You think he does that? No. This list is not. Because I'm thinking Georgia. Curated. It's all of the, all of the brands. Yeah, but I I feel like he wouldn't have said all of these brands if he wasn't having some type of conversation. With all of them? Yes. Where do you think he'll go? My eyeballs immediately go to Nike, maybe Adidas, and Puma, I feel like, are the top. I'll see you one more time. Where do you think he's going to go? I think of the trend right now. Audio podcast. So we had, we filled the, I'll fill the blank audio thinking with me talking to fill the space. Uh, my gut says Nike. Nike? Yeah, but it's not like, mm. I think that's the one. I don't know, because Puma's been, Puma's been on a, on a, like, on a level right now. My prediction is he goes to... Adidas. Puma. Puma? Okay. Interesting. Not, my, my real prediction is not Nike. Okay. So everybody else but Nike. Yeah. Anybody else but Nike. Okay. Interesting. So what even makes this even more spicy is he's going to be training in South Carolina with Fred Curley's old coach. And Fred Curley is now going to be Coached by Quincy Watts. Yes. Who is Michael Norman's old, old coach. coach. Things just got interesting. Yeah. And Michael Norman, and they're, they're all rotating. They're all doing a little circular chairs of coaches. Yeah. The coaching carousel, but for male sprinters who run the one, two, and four. Yeah. What, what, why? So him going to Curly's old coach. Does that make you think that he's going to be a 1-2 guy or a 2-4 guy? I think he's going to play it by ear. I think... I think he's going to try to... Because here's the thing. Like, I think about Fred, right? Like, Fred (coughs) ran the 4 and was strong in the 4. Then he dropped. So we know he has the capability with Coach Francis that he can go either or. I think what Matthew Bowling is going to do, probably going to go with the mindset of running the 400, because like we, what we talked about, I feel like the men's 400 is open. Yeah, I think he has to do the four. It like, that's no the sense. route. That's the way to make teams. It's the way yeah. to get better. Um, yeah. So my initial thoughts are like, go the 400 route. I think you go four, and then... Get good at the four, and then try to do what Fred did, and like drop down to two and one in twenty eight cycle. Right. My question now, though, with Fred going to Quincy Watts, yeah, it's Fred going back up. 
Ooh, that's a good question. I didn't even think about that. Mm. He's pretty good coaching mm. 400 meter runners out there at USC. So, mm. is this a move for Fred's like, I'm done with the one, two, going back up, going back up in distance? But then you switch coaches. That makes, to me, makes. We slick, you switch to a, a 400 minded coach. But that's what he was doing originally with Coach Francique. He was doing the four. Well, maybe Coach Francique was like, no, you got to stay in the one-two. He's like, no, I'll go back up. He's like, all right, I'll leave. I, I'm not reporting that. That's a completely made-up story in my head. <laughs> yeah, but, we know. don't know. Just throwing that out there. I'm just saying, you go to you go to Quincy, that's a 400 guy. Yeah. He's not a 100 guy. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. How many great 100-meter runners has Quincy coached? I mean, Michael Norman could run the 100 fast. Yeah. But... He's never had, like, a primary 100 guy. Yeah. So Fred could be coming in and be like, all right. You know? He's going to be with Rye Benjamin, too? Like, yeah. That's that's a great question. Like, is Fred Curley done with the 100? It's a good question. We could ask him. We could. But I don't think he wants to talk. He's, he's busy training, right? We yes, he's in the weight room. He's in the weight room. As I saw he's, on he's busy in Instagram. The yeah, he's in the weight room already. I mean, I always want Curly to do the one-four double. Why? Why not? He's a that better sounds... shot. He's a better shot at making the four hundred team than the two hundred team. Stop trying to do the one-two double. Do the one-four double. Makes more sense. He has the one-two is pretty much the same. No, he has a better. Sh- he has a better shot of a one-four double than he does of the one-two double. He has more, he, you know he has a better shot of winning the 400 gold and the 100 gold than he does having winning the 100 gold and the 200 gold. You've, he's not going to beat Noah Lyles. So, but he could beat... Beat Noah Lyles in which event? In the 200. He okay. can beat Noah in the 1. Noah is not... Noah's beatable. He just lost to Christian Coleman. Noah, Noah is... In my opinion, Noah is not the favorite in the 1 next year. I think there is no favorite in 1. I think it's open season. I think Coleman... Lyles, early if he gets back to it, what he can be. Throw in the Jamaican guys. Throw in Omanyala. The 100 is not a hierarchy event. It is a tier of like eight guys. Yes, that's the 200 thing. hierarchy. It's Noah and then everybody else. Right. And in the so 400, the there's 100. no hierarchy either. Yes, Watson, he did good. But like, you don't know if that's going to last. Uh, you know. That's what I'm saying. The 400 is so wide open. That's why he should do the 1-4 double. Maybe that's why he's going to Quincy to do the 1-4 double. But I wouldn't even... I just feel like the 100 is just so stacked with talent. Like, it's completely... Yeah, so what's the point? How would you... How would anybody... Like, I don't know. My brain is just spinning. You got my whole brain... How would anybody what? Spinning. I don't know. I just don't see... Also, what does that look like schedule-wise, like 1-4? That's another conversation because that's a lot. That Three rounds of the 400. First one you can cruise through. But, right. like, second and third, 400-meter legs are no fun. There's a schedule. So, you'll have the 100 would be August 3rd, round one. Hang on, i got to look at a calendar. And then August 4th, semis and final. 
So <coughs> he would have to run the first round of the 400 right before the men's 100 meter set runs. So oh no. It goes the men's, 400 first, then the 100? It goes men's 400 round, then the women's 800 semis, and then the men's 100 semis. No, absolutely not. He can do it. Absolutely not. He only has to run like 46 seconds in the first round. No. He could jog the first round. No. He could jog. No. That's an absolute no for me. Yeah, but then it'll be all warmed up. 400 and then the hunt. No. Be if it was up. vice versa, I might be like, okay. He'll be warmed up. He wants no. to be greatness. He wants to no. tell all the naysayers. Do not tell him in order for him to be great. He has to double in the one and the four. Uh, I mean, in my mind, maybe. Okay, so wait. So that's the third. What happens after that? Well, no. Like, so the, the main thing is everything is fine except Okay, for let's say he gets through that, that, that first round for both. So now what happens? So second round of the four is when? Second round of four is then... Oh! There's like two days off before he goes back to the four again. Okay, so when would that... So the six? Yeah. Well, he's fine. And the then one's the hundred. But, but then one's the he hundred. A, he, no, he has to run a 400. Yeah. And then like... An hour later, run the men's 100 semis, and then an hour later, run the men's 100 final. We're talking 100 meter semi. Wait, when's the final for the 100? On the Same third? day as the semis. Oh, no! So you're saying 400, 100, 100? Yeah, on the same day. Gordon, absolutely not. Hey, Britton Wilson does the 400 hurdles, 400, and 4x4. Four four. No. <laughs> Why not? No. He could be great. I think he could do it. It's the 400 first round. You don't have to run that fast in the 400 first round. Let's see how fast actually the 400 first round was. I am stressed even Let's considering see how fast that this is a possibility. Let's see how fast the 400 first round was uh, this year. So, Mind you, we're talking about the Olympics now. Like It's the same thing as Worlds. Olympics. The same people are running. You know that, right? <laughs> it's the exact same people. All right, so oh no! The four hundred, the first round, he would have to run forty-five point two four. Yeah, you said forty-six. Yeah, I I I, I lied a little bit. Forty-five point two. Can he jog a forty-five point two? Then, forty-five minutes later, run a hundred and nine nine to make the final. No. And then an hour later, run nine seven and be. World champion with the 400 still in your back pocket. I'm stressed thinking about this. I, I bet you could do it. How much does 45 seconds take out of your leg? Probably a lot. But, you know, you know, you know. You never know. Fred uh, Curley, I'm looking something up. if you're going to Quincy Watts, which you are, I want you to do the 400-100 double. And, uh, to put this wrong. in perspective, he went 44-6 this year. Yeah. So you're telling him to take nearly half of a second slower? Yeah. You can do that. And then run 100 after? Yeah. No. They do in the four... How does... How do people in NCAA do the 4x1 and relay and the 4x4 and the 400 and the 100 and 200 and doing a long jump and they're doing the hurdles? In the long jump and the <laughs> They're doing it all. He can do it. I'm not running the 4x4 before the 4x1 final. 
No. 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 <laughs> the four by one's the first race. Okay, all right. How 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 do, how do athletes in NCAA do a four by one, one hundred, two hundred, all in the same day? They do that all the time, right? Yes. That's a very common thing that a bunch of eighteen to twenty-two year olds do. I they just do can't. four by one, one and two. They do that. Four by one, one. Yes. Why is that any different from four hundred one and one? The four hundred's a completely different beast. Like, no, it's different. There's that, no. Yes. The lactic acid that I get running a 400 is completely different round. running. He's not going all out. He's jogging. He's just trying to get the, quali the Q qualifier. It's still in your legs, Gordon. Have you ran a 400? Let's do... We should... You should test this out. Wait, I... You should test this out. Have I run a 400? Yeah, I ran a 400 in college. Okay, you should run... A 400. A 400. Wait 40 minutes and then run 100? Yes. Okay. And then later run I mean, another hundred and see how gonna, you feel. The times are not going to be. They're not going to be equivalent to friends, but seconds. I just want you to know the feeling of having to do that. Now there is uh, another heat where if you don't make, there's like a a second four hundred prelim. The repertoire. I don't know how to say it. We'll get into it. But there is a way I think he could purposely sandbag the 400 prelims and then try to qualify in the second 400 qualifier which is where all the losers race again for a second time i know what you're talking about that would not work it's fred curly yeah but they could be like all right purposely gonna lose this 400 prelim win the 100 gold then come back and dominate the 400 second time qualifier i don't know we'll talk more about it but i'm gonna put it on the uh, i'm, I'm completely stressed now for the rest of my fred curly 400 100 double absolutely not let's make it happen that's how you go down in history. Oh my gosh. Uh, anything else happening? Oh, Chicago Marathon. Yes. The Chicago Marathon. This weekend. This weekend, uh, featuring the one and only Safan Hassan, her second marathon, about to go down. She surprised everyone in London with the win, especially the way she did it, where she was out, and then all of a sudden she was back in and got the win, showing his. When an elite track athlete goes to the marathon, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get greatness or they're going to bonk at like the 20 mile mark and be like, I'm not built for the marathon grind. Mm -hmm. And Hassan's London performance, it looked like she was going to bonk. It looked like she was going to hit the wall, but she was able to rally, come back and not even just finish top three, but get the win. Now she has... More marathon training in her, but not really because she still did the Hassan triple attempt yeah. in uh, in Budapest. Yeah. So I feel like we're not going to see a phenomenal time yet because I still think her body's still in track mode. Probably. But I still think that the fact that she was able to win London on what she did, I think... I think she's going to win the Chicago, and I think she's just going to continue to level up, get experience at the marathon distance, get experience on a different course, and really set herself up to be, like, I think her real goal is to win the Olympic marathon and do some crazy Olympic marathon and one other track double. Yeah. We don't know what that would be. But if she can go to Chicago, get another win, beat the competition that she'll be facing at the Olympic level, uh, it sets her up 
well for 2024. So I, I look at her as a heavy favorite, and I don't really see a reason why she won't win. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. Yeah. So we're going to watch the race. It's live in Canada. No, it's live in it's in Chicago. It's not yes. it's not being held in Canada. Yes, so if you live in, in, yes, it's in live, Chicago. If you live in Canada, <laughs> that's the name Chicago Marathon. Yeah, if you live in Canada, you can watch it live on Flow Track. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll have coverage there. We'll people getting some interviews after the race. Uh, it's marathon season. We just had Berlin, Chicago, New York City will be in November. Valencia, it's going to be wild in December. I I feel like it's always marathon season though. This is. Ashley no, and I were talking about this. It's not. There's only two marathon seasons, spring and fall. That's not it's always. Pretty much there's no around. summer marathon season. There's no winter marathon. Yeah, I guess you have Tokyo in the winter. The summer, yes. Some people it's year-round. It is year-round. <laughs> Ashley and I were talking about it. I was like, this is a year-round thing. Yeah, yeah. Because you can find a marathon <coughs> anywhere. Yeah. Marathon. Where's my nearest marathon.com? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Galen Rupp is running on the men's side. Yes. We haven't seen him in a while. We Last time he raced, I believe, he may have run a road race, but last time he ran a marathon was, I believe, uh, World Championships in Eugene. Uh, he's going up there. He has used, He's used to the Chicago Marathon course. He's run there often. Connor Mance is in the mix as well. I'm excited to see where Rupp and Mance finish against each other. And we are getting... Very close to the Olympic Marathon Trials. Olympic Marathon Trials are in Orlando in, I believe, February. February, yeah, February or early March. I think it's February. February of 2024. We just saw Scott Fobble try to run the qualifier and fail at Berlin. I'm sure Galen and Connor and a few other top American men are going to be doing the same thing. I don't think any of them are going to get it. But I also think it doesn't matter because I think at the end, there are going to be three Americans who have a high enough uh, world ranking that will get them qualified. Yes, people want to have the time, but I don't think it's going to happen. But Rupp versus Mance, I think this might be the time that Mance gets Rupp. I think Rupp is in the, the end of this twilight of his career. Phenomenal career. Phenomenal career, yeah. But I think it's this is going to be the beginning of the changing of the guard. Yeah. And I think Rupp loses this race to Mance. And then I think eventually Mance takes over the throne of top American marathoner at the trials. Yeah. Now, I say that out loud. And you know what happens when I say things out loud. Yeah. The, the opposite o- of what you said. The opposite happens. So if you're gambling, bet on Rupp. <laughs> because I'm going to be wrong. This is how it works. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Rupp versus Mance. Who do you got? Or I not feel... either, or neither. I mean, mm. it's gonna be one of those two. But I kind of, I kind of agree with what you said. I think Mance is it up and coming. Yeah. So, I mean, how old is Galen Rupp now? Thirty-seven. I'm on his profile. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-seven. That's, that's like. That's a very long. That's career. up there. Yeah. So. Mance is only 26. Yeah. Mance is starting his prime. Rupp is at the end. You got the, the the guard has to change eventually. Yeah. Like eventually Rupp has to let go of being the top American marathoner. And you have to think this is I mean, this is definitely his last year. He's trying to make the Olympics in 2024 and go out that way, right? Yeah. So 
you have to think. Yeah. I just think Mantis. I miss Mantis. Yeah, I agree. We'll find out. Uh, anything else? Any other sprint news or anything like that? No, that's the only sprint news I came across over the last week since we filmed last. So this weekend, Chicago Marathon, uh, and then following weekend, more cross-country stuff. What else, when should we start debating who Athlete of the Year is? Should we do it mm. next week? I feel like it's still so soon. I don't well, know Well, the races why. are over. It's not soon. Wait, what are you talking about? Are you talking about for cross-country? No, or? Athlete of the Year in track, in the world. Oh, my brain went to cross-country. No, no, in the world. Oh. Track. Yeah, next week is fine. All right. We're officially done now, right? But here's the thing. Do we... Wait, we have another marathon coming up. We have more. We have cross-country stuff. We have New York yeah. City Marathon. There's high school cross-country. <laughs> sport never ends. The sport never ends. I mean, there's never an ending. It's there's just no different cycles. Just it's different cycles. Ridic- it's kind of ridiculous how there's no off-season. There's not. We literally do our sport on holidays. Yeah. We do turkey trots. Yeah. We do Christmas. Are you signed up for a turkey trot? No. You should totally do a turkey trot. I did one last year. And what happened? I got tired. (laughs) It's not good. How long was it? A mile? No. 5K? It was like five miles. Oh, okay. You did a five mile turkey trot? Yeah, it's in Austin. Ooh. Okay. All I got was a lousy (laughs) t-shirt. No medal? No medal. I don't... I'm not going to... You really, I'm not going to take for a, the medal. Like a turkey trot medal. Going for the turkey trot medal. Don't, don't be one of those people. Don't be one of those people who collects participation medals. How would you feel if they gave out participation medals at the SEC championships? That's different. How would you feel? Oh, that no, is totally you, different. How would you feel if you know, the kid who, who got knocked down the first round running like a 54-second 400? For me to pay to invest in any turkey trot, I expect a t-shirt or a medal. I have my half marathon. I'm so doing gonna, a t-shirt gonna, and a medal, so I'm really You're going to point to the medals and be like, I paid for that? Yes. And you I ran go, that race. You know you can just like go to Amazon and buy a medal. No. And it's going to be much I cheaper. Earned, I earned this medal. You no, you didn't earn it. You paid for it. I earned my half marathon medal. I ran. It. I'm going to run my half marathon, and I'm going to be very proud of my medal that will be around my neck. I might even wear it to the office. Oh, yeah. Because the yeah, it's on Sunday. If you wear that around so the office, so October sixteenth, expect Olivia, me in Olivia, my don't shirt do that. Don't and do that. my medal no. for my very first half marathon. That's not a good thing. The sprinter is coming out of retirement. I never wear my medal. When I was in high school and college, whenever they would put a medal on me, and I got a track meet, I would immediately take it off and throw it in the bag. I never would walk around and track meet with a medal. Around oh, I was I was that person. You're gonna hear me coming around the turn. It's like no one needs to walk. I, I feel like walking around the metal on your neck is kind of like you have no swag. Wow. Come on. Wow. Like, do you think? Do you think uh, Michael Phelps walks around with a metal around his neck? No, he's like, I know I'm good. Throw it in the back. I I'm guarantee. At, I'm talking actually, about like at I guarantee the venue. you. I guarantee you, like people like Allison Felix and Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt. They don't need to. Those type, people who win a lot of medals. They don't, they don't. I don't think they like wearing the medal. Like they're you like, don't like I, wearing it, or they they're, they they'll wear it when they're on the podium doing the national anthem and all that stuff. But as soon as they're off the podium, they don't like wearing it around. They're like, take it off. I feel like, I feel like you become I'm more very, of a target. I'm very anti-wearing medals. But I'm thinking about my high school. When I say wearing around my medal, like my medals around my neck, definitely high school days. I was not afraid to, afraid to wear them. Did you do AAU? Yes, That's absolutely. Why. That's why. 
It's a big the clinging AU. of the medals. Yes, a big in AU my state thing. meet. It's a big AU thing. I never state wore meet, medals. Wore my medals. Medals went in the bag. Nope. They Probably wore mine. Even hanging them up. They're I hung like, mine up. They're in a drawer. Yeah. They're in a drawer somewhere, collecting dust for my city third place finish in some four by eight where I split like a two oh four. Oh my gosh. Man slow. But it's fine. Anyway, that's it. We're not gonna be wearing medals. This is a non metal podcast. I'm wearing it on the sixteenth episode. You wear it. See you in two weeks. I'm gonna with my shirt. The that chat's I paid gonna make for. fun of you. The chat's gonna that's make fine. fun of you. Let them make fun of me. I'm proud of my half marathon accomplishment. I mean I'm proud of you too. You put the effort you I've been training for you're... three plus months. Yeah. I'm ex- ran eleven miles yesterday, exhausted. Hey. I- Put in, the, put in the effort, that's good. But, like, you know, <laughs> don't wear the medal. I'm wearing only, the medal. You only wear the medal. All right. Like and subscribe. Thanks for listening. We'll be back Monday, 1230, this weekend, Chicago Marathon. Uh, we'll be there getting some coverage. And then we'll be back on Monday to talk about it. And, uh, yeah, that's the pod. Like that's and subscribe. Peace. Thank you.